You are listening to the Power and Pros Podcast, a platform that serves as an active advocate for Black women to embody their authentic voice. Power and Pros is a space of healing and an invitation to profess the power you possess. Come along on the journey and let's get into the show. What's up, cool kids? You're tuned in to another episode of the Power and Pros Podcast. What's good? How are y'all feeling? Listen, I am so excited about this episode because I have been holding it for a while. I low-key am nervous, but we're going to get through it. And I, uh, there's a threat to our power that we have not talked about on the show, or we haven't talked about it in a while. And that threat is shame. Shame is a feeling of humiliation or distress. It can cause a loss of respect or esteem, and it robs us of our voice. It'll rob you of your voice each and every time. And so I recently lost my job and I felt the most intense shame that I've ever felt in a long time. And I didn't even notice it at first, which is why I want to talk about it, because it was a silent thing that was kind of eating at me. And I was like, okay. And then I realized what it was. And then I still was like, all right, so how do I move out of this? And so let's do it. We're here. We're going to talk about shame. Let's get into it. There are a mix of emotions that we can feel. And we can feel that mix of emotions at one time, right? And so um, actually leading up to me being let go from my job, I felt a I had a knowing, right? I had a feeling that it was going to happen. And so throughout that time, there were different feelings that I felt. There was confusion. There was relief. There was just acceptance that it was happening, right? There was like a, nah, this ain't going to happen. Like there's like all of these feelings. And then it did happen. And so after that, um, I think that there was a expectation of how I'm supposed to feel, right? We have been in a global pandemic. We have seen so many layoffs, so many people let go, so many different scenarios, situations, so many companies, industries where this has happened to people. And so I started to think back on that, uh, other people who have gone through this at what I used to say about myself, if I ever lost my job, how I was going to react, how I was going to respond. And I started to judge before I even did anything, before I was even able to fully process the new era and stage that I was in, I had a thought and a preconceived notion about how I was supposed to show up. And so in going through that, um, I, uh, y'all, let me just back up. Okay. So I have been wanting to leave my job for a very long time, a very, 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 very long time. And I had gotten a job offer. I thought that was it, right? I signed the job offer and I was like, period, I'm leaving, can't wait. Ah, ah. And I prayed about it. And God was like, nah, <laughs> like, I know you want this to be it. I know you think this is it. It's not. And that devastated me. It rocked me. I was like, what do you mean? And I felt very confused. I felt very annoyed to be honest with you. And I feel like this was my moment and I'm missing it. This is my chance and I'm never going to get this chance again. And so, um, I had a decision to make during that time where I either listen to the word that I feel like I got, or I don't. 
and I'm on my own and I have to make sure that I'm good and I have to sustain on my own. And I was like, you can do that, but I don't know how you're going to make sure if, if you come against an obstacle that you make sure you're going to be good. If you only have to rely on yourself, I don't know if you can do that. And so I stayed at this job that I didn't want to be at, doing some stuff I didn't want to do for people I didn't want to work with. Like that was, that was just the net net. And during that time, I had to trust. I had to trust God. I had to humble myself, right? And not think that I know everything and not, like there were just so many different things that I had to do while I was there. Um, and what started to happen was I was like, okay, God gonna bless me down because of this. Like I'm gonna be at the top of the freaking mountain because I didn't give, I mean, the ultimate sacrifice. Are you joking? Like this is Abraham sacrificing Isaac, except ain't no ram in the bush. Like ain't nothing come. I had to kill my son and God better bless me because of this. Like that's, that's how I felt. And so um, that was at the beginning. But then, of course, as time goes on, I got to do things I was proud of. I ended up getting promoted. Like, all of these things were happening, right? Um, I got more money. And that was dope, right? And I got my first live show for Power Pros was actually at my job for Black History Month this year. Like, things were going that I also didn't see. I couldn't anticipate and I didn't expect by me being at that job, by me having the connections that I had. And honestly, by me being in a space where I was comfortable. And so I think a lot of times um, you'll hear people, especially like big wigs, people who have made it, talk about the dangers of comfortability, but there are also benefits. When you are in a space where you're comfortable, when you're in a space where you understand the lay of the land, when you know the people, their role, their title, how they move about life, what their philosophy on different things are, you are equipped and prepared to navigate those situations. And for the character that was being built up in me, for the things that I was going out to do, I needed that arena. I needed that space. The live show, what? I was shaking and scared out of my mind before I got on stage. When I was on stage, it still wasn't like the best delivery ever, right? But I did it and I was able to look out in the audience and see people that I walked with and that I've been working with for years. And that calmed me, that helped me, right? And so I think that um, if I was in a different space, I wouldn't have got that blessing. I wouldn't have got that opportunity. And the live show, we were able to donate $1,500 to an organization that highlights the youth sharing their voice and speaking out that are incarcerated. And I wouldn't have even asked for the money to do that if I wasn't in a space where I was comfortable, right? And so there were blessings attached to me staying in my job, not even just for me, but for people around me on the show, different things that I get. Girl, me staying prayed up, honey, me reading this word, me doing whatever. Sometimes it's because I'm like, I got to prepare for this week. I have to prepare to keep going to this place that I don't want to be at. And that is how I continue to have episodes, how I continue to have a word for my friends, how I continue to just be a better person, to be honest. And it was because I was in this space that was requiring me to do something that I didn't want to do. And I had to depend on God to do it. And so that started. And then there were other little things that would happen that I was like, you tweak it, but you're not. And so one example was um, in the neighborhood of where my job was, there was a spot where this homeless man was sick. 
And as I'm going to get lunch, I started going to the office a couple of days a week. And I, first of all, love working from home, didn't want to go to the office. I started going as a way to be like, okay, you are dedicated to what you're doing. You are dedicated to being your best self. You are dedicated to showing up. Like, right? Like, so that was why I started is because again, I am trying to make sense of why I didn't go to my dream job, why God has got me in this place I don't want to be at. And how can I humble myself while I'm here to get what I need to get in this moment. And so I'm going to the office as a way to like immerse myself in the the um, community of my job and like dedicate myself to actually working, like blah, blah, blah. So that's what I think I'm going to work for. I keep seeing this homeless man and I feel a tug to, I started, I asked him his name and I talked to him a couple times. And then sometimes when I go out, if I didn't bring my lunch and I was going out to buy lunch, I have bought him lunch before. And so, um, and I gave him a book one time. I had read a book and then I finished it and I brought the book to work, gave it to him. And so that was something that I wouldn't have done if I worked at a different place because he wouldn't have been sitting on my route from my train to my office. He was there and I was able to see him and I was able to, because of the work that God was doing in me and the posture that I had and me showing up, I was able to give and be a blessing to somebody else in a spot I didn't want to be in. And that wouldn't have happened, I believe, if I uprooted myself from what God was doing. And so that was one thing. And then I learned lessons about showing up for other people while they're getting things, while they're, there are so many announcements y'all that I have seen of people getting new jobs, of people going to new spaces, jobs I've applied to and people have gotten the job and they are shining. They can travel. They getting bread. I'm talking about mugs is getting paid out here. And I'm like, genuinely happy for them, right? I And I'm also getting excited because I'm like, oh, if I know them and God's doing that for them, God's on my block. He finna do that for me. God's in my atmosphere. He's in my area. He sees his people and he delivers on his promises. He delivers on his word. And so I was proud of myself in those moments because there are times when I could have been jealous and there are times when I haven't. There's some, let me be clear. There's times when I've been jealous. There's times when I've been like, dang, like when my turn, but more often than not and shocking, even to myself, there was times when I was just so overjoyed for people getting our blessings, overjoyed for people that were stepping out on faith and doing something new, overjoyed for black women being recognized for their hard work. Are y'all for real? Like, come on. And I was just like, yeah, yeah, like do that. You do that. You show up. And so it made me even more excited and even more on fire and even more full of faith that God does that. Like he shows up for people that they don't have to beg. They don't have to pride. They don't have to be without that. There's no lacking in the kingdom. And I was like, well, I'm in the kingdom. So if they not lacking, I'm not lacking. Like there's more for me. And so my faith was being built up. The fire episodes y'all have been getting is out of that place, right? And so I had a friend actually who she had quit her job 
and she started her own business. She is rocking doing her own thing. I mean, y'all, like she's about to buy a building for her company. Like she's popping, right? And so there's this brand that I saw on Twitter of some candles and they had a candle that said, I quit my job. It smells so good. And I was like, oh my God, this is the perfect gift. So I bought one for my friend, but at the same time, I bought one for me. And I was like, I'm going to be able to quit my job and I'm going to light this candle when I do it. I'm going to have a new bag, honey. I'm going to have a new title and it's going to be lit. And so I had that candle in my room and I didn't light it. I didn't even take it out the packaging. I had no idea what it smelled like because I was waiting on my moment. I was waiting on a chance when I quit my job and I was going to light that thing and it was going to be lit, period. And so that was the thing. And then I started walking only. There was like multiple ways to get into my building if you're an employee. And I only started going through the front door. And I started doing that because I was like, well, soon I'm going to be a visitor. And visitors only go through the front. Visitors need somebody to come down and get them because they don't have a pass. And if you're going through the side doors, that's familiarity. That means that you're an employee. That means that you you up in here. Like this is your place of employment. This is where you rock at. I don't want to rock here. So I was like, I'm going to start taking the path of a visitor because soon I'm going to be a visitor and not an employee. So I started doing that. And some days it was inconvenient, child, or the elevator be down or like, you know, it's a long line to get upstairs, like whatever. But I was like, no, we are going through the front door as a way to show like, no, this is going to be my reality soon where I won't even, the side doors, I won't even remember where they at because I have not been here that long. Right. And so um, being able to bless people in this space, being able to just genuinely laugh with my coworkers and start to see the benefits. I spoke on a panel at work. Some students came to visit and just really like starting to like, um, have gratitude for where I was at, but then also still have my mind, my hope, my faith in this new space that I wanted to be in was all happening in my heart, my mind, my spirit. And um, how I talked about my situation was different because like the candle, like me walking through the door, I have my mind on where I wanted to be and not strictly on where I was. And that takes a lot and there's power in that, right? Um, but practically there are some days when you're just over it. There's practically some days when you're just tired and you're like, where, when is the end? And so being dedicated to that, being dedicated to not lighting that candle, being dedicated to showing up and giving somebody a blessing while I'm waiting on a blessing, like all of that um, really just spoke to where I was. And then of course, continuing to apply for jobs and da, 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 da. And so I get to the point where I got let go. And it threw me off. It was like right after vacation that I had. I was like, dang, like, are you for real? Is this really happening to me? And I I felt so many things, y'all. And it, it just really, um, it threw me, but then it didn't throw me. And I was like, is God in this? And I was like, this got God name all over it. Like it was just a bunch of stuff, right? And it took me, um, allowing myself to feel everything. And there was one day when I didn't have no words, right? There was one day when I had a panic attack. I feel like I woke up and was just like breathing heavy because it weighed on me. Like, I don't know where my next paycheck is coming from. And I had to call a friend and like go through that. There was a moment on the prayer calls when I was like, 
y'all, this is my prayer request. Like, I can't fake the funk. Like, I want anything else. Like, I need something else. This is what's on my heart today. This is what I have. And sharing that with some people that weren't in my super close circle, right? And being able to take that um, armor off in that moment and just be vulnerable about where I was, which is also, um, there's power in that. And so I'm gaining power, even though it felt like I didn't have any power in a moment. And I think that that is what the removal of the power of, of shame's hold does to us. When we're able to stand and say, this is where I am. This is my truth. This is my moment. This is the block that I'm on. This is the streak that I'm on. This is the feelings that I feel and not sugarcoat it, not worry about what other people feel, not try to shape shift and contort to be whatever is the marketable way to feel in a moment or the best in class way to feel, that's when you gain power. That's when you start to feel like you got some hope. That's when ideas start to come in your head. That's when people can partner with you and they're like, oh my gosh, like, what do you need? How can I help you? And you get the very thing you're looking for and you didn't have to exert energy to get it. And I really started to realize that. And that's what has led me to this episode right now. It has been about two months and it has been a journey, okay, of me getting to this point. And there have been days when I'm like, dang, I really want to share this with them. Like I always feel like I share where I'm at and what feelings I feel with y'all, but I, I definitely always want to do it at a space where if somebody has a question, I can actually answer it. I want to do it at a place where I'm being authentic, where I'm being genuine, where I can actually be transparent and say what's tea. And before this moment, I couldn't do that. And so there was an intention behind, behind why I didn't share, but there's so much intention behind me sharing right now. And so um, I think that I felt relief. Let's start there. And I had to recognize, I had to start to spin. And so you you hear people talk about faith um, and then people talk about despair and they can be in the exact same situation, right? And so um, there was a path that I could have chosen where I felt hopeless, where I felt like there was nothing, where I felt like, you know what I'm saying? God, you got me messed up. I gave up my dream job for you and this is how you repay me, da, 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 da. And there were slivers of me feeling that, let's be clear. But again, for the most part, which I'm so proud of myself because girl, my faith has come a long way. I felt relief and I was like, you answer, you answer. You don't answer how I thought you was going to answer, but I didn't want to be at this place and I'm not there. I wanted to be a visitor and <laughs> by golly, I'm a visitor. Like I can't swipe in to that place. Um, there was excitement because I'm thinking about all the places that I could go and all the connections. I've been able to network and go to different events because I'm not working late or, you know, whatever it is. And I can actually show up, be present. I feel less anxiety, less stress. <laughs> less stress. I can't stress it enough how less stressed I feel because I'm not working there anymore. Like there's just so much blessing that I feel on my life. And as I'm interacting with people and so much hope that I feel because of this removal. And so I'm just so thankful for that. Um, and then there was also a feeling of worry, right? Whereas my finances going to come from, where are people going to think when they find out there are people that started to text me and stuff like that. And I started to feel like just a pressure of like, what do I say? How do I pull you in? People asking, what do I need? What do I need? Like all of these things. And it felt great. 
that I allow myself to feel it all. I allow myself moments to cry. I allow myself moments to be happy. I allow myself moments to just watch TV all day. I allow myself moments to cook. I made me some tortellini soup the other day. It was fire. Um, I was able to achieve goals. Okay. I'm in uncharted territory, right? And so in in uncharted territory, when you're in a new space, when there's no roadmap, when you haven't been there before and you can't point out, oh yeah, this is where I do so-and-so. And at this time I do whatever. And it's just new. There's just land and you're just trying to feel your way around and figure it out. It can be super intimidating, but it is also a space of opportunity. And so one thing that I wrote actually in June was that I wanted to run a half marathon. And so this summer I have been running and training, but as I started to increase the amount of time that I was running, I needed to wake up earlier in the morning to be able to do it. And so now that I didn't have to work, I could run in the middle of the day, or if I woke up later, or if I did whatever in the morning, my run could ease later because I didn't have to log in for work. And so that allowed me to train to reach another goal that I had, which was doing a half marathon, which when I was working, it was a little bit harder to do. I started writing again and I could attend writing workshops. Um, the YouTube, oh my gosh, like come on. It, the YouTube channel, like what? And with editing, like recording is one thing, but then you need time to edit. And I also edit the podcast and then trying to show up on TikTok, all that stuff. Like I have more time to do that. The prayer calls, being able to keep those up, watching more sermons and just having quiet time with God, journaling, like there's just more space. There's a woman that I want to be. There is a believer and follower of Christ that I want to be. And I have more time and space to do that. I can listen in a different way right now that I wasn't able to do before. My therapy sessions look different. Like there's just so much more. And Honestly, a release. Like when I release, I can actually sit in it because I have time and space to sit in it versus I feel like before you have to but get yourself buttoned up at a certain point because you have to go to work, you have to do whatever, right? And so I've just been able to look at this moment of uncharted territory as a space of just newness, of refreshing, of rebirth, of being filled in a new way. And it's dope. Like, yeah, there are some moments where I'm like, oh, child, like this is this is really something. This is new. I don't know what's going on. But then it's also been such a blessing and such a release, y'all. Like when I say I can literally breathe differently, I really can. I really can. And so and giving myself that permission to have a moment, whether it's good, whether it's like I'll miss Power and Pros and I can just focus on that. Or I miss, I can take two naps in one day and I'm going to do that. Whatever it is, allowing myself that time, that's what gives you power. That's what helps you to breathe. And shame tries to snuff that out. There are times when I, there was one week actually where I feel like God told me not to apply for jobs. And I was like, now wait a minute, that's crazy considering I need a job. And so, I didn't understand why he would tell me to do that. But I was like, again, this is a moment that you either can listen or you can try to sustain yourself and your own energy and your own body and see what happens. Like if this is feeling countercultural to you, you wouldn't tell yourself that there's a reason why you're being divinely interrupted in this way. And so 
I listened. And that week was great. Oh my God. It was so <laughs> like looking for jobs is a job, right? And so that week I just also felt released. I felt um, relief and it was so dope. But then also at this point, I started to tell people outside of my media circle a little bit. And so people came to me with opportunities and um, different things that they were seeing. And I was like, look at that. Like God is bringing the thing to me where I won't have to exert energy to get the very blessings that he's calling me to get. And you know, I've been talking about Second Chronicles 20. Um, I think it's like verse three or something like that, where Jehoshaphat went to God. I think it's verse seven and eight. He went to God and God was like, you stand and watch. I got you. And that's what that week was. That was my stand and watch week. And I'm still in that. There are still things where I feel like God is telling me that he is going to do it for me, where I naturally, my body, my mind, the culture is like, you got to go and get it. You got to grind. You got to put in the hours. But I feel like there's just something that's a part of my journey that is going to come my way and I'm going to fully be able to experience it. And I wouldn't have had to put in as much work as I think to experience that. And I can't wait. I can't wait for it. And so um, that is the thing. But if I would have allowed shame to come in and fully just take over in that moment, I would have missed that. I would have missed that moment. And I wouldn't have as much of an awareness as I have right now about God being fully God. Like God can't, me not having a job. God's like, girl, <laughs> don't even worry about this. Like, this is like so light to me. You're good. You know, um, I used to pray and wish that I could have a sabbatical. So I don't know about y'all, but at my ex job, and then also like some of my friends jobs, if you work there for five years, you can get a month off pay where you can just, you know, you're off. And so I'm like, sure, I'm not going to make it to five years, number one. And I should be able to get a sabbatical now. Like I need a moment to breathe now. I work through a whole pandemic. I'm black and I'm a woman every day. Like I just go through so much and I'm over it. I'm tired. And I had to flip it. I'm like, this moment, you could look at it as just like, oh, you know what I mean? You would let go. What you going to do? You stressed you. Da, 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 da. And I was like, no, I, this is my sabbatical. This is the very thing that I was praying for. I am sitting in it. And so it's just like, it's just a great thing for real. Like it, it just, it just really is. I have hopes to move to LA at some point. Y'all know I'm a New York girly for now, but I could, I could use a palm tree and I'm like, okay, what does that look like? What if, what if we apply to jobs there? And I, I'm starting to feel more open. I'm starting to feel more like, okay, God, if you are over here, let me go stand over there. If you're over here, let me stand over there. And it's really a release of my plan. It is a release of how I expect for things to pan out. And it is a true pulling or accepting of God being God. It's not an accepting of like, oh, well, that means it's going to pan out. My job's going to be in LA instead of being in New York. I don't know that. I have no idea what my next thing is going to be, but I do know that I'm in God's hands. And I don't think that without this circumstance, without this time that I've been dedicating, without this vulnerability, right? Without this season, I wouldn't have the awareness that I have about God. And that's what he wants. He is crafting the very spiritual nature that he needs me to be to get to my next. My next is set. The path has been set. The next thing, the next blessings I'm going to have, the next bag, honey, the next title, that LinkedIn update, he already has that emotion. What he needs me to do is work with him on that character, work with him on my heart, work with him on my trust. 
work with him on releasing things when they don't go my way. And I'm still positive. I still have a good attitude. I'm still optimistic. I'm still hopeful. And it's, it's happening. And it's just beautiful to see my own growth. And so I'm able to see how God is coming through for me in everything. My mood has increased. Okay. I'm getting confidence in him and in myself. And that's my word of the year. And again, I keep forgetting that that that's my word of the year until I get an inkling, a word, a revelation. And I'm like, confidence. There it is. Like, and that's it. I thought that I was going to gain confidence. I don't know how I thought I was going to gain it this year, but it's definitely panning out in some interesting ways, but I'm for sure gaining confidence in my voice. I'm gaining confidence in my purpose and who God has called me to be in every room, space, and arena that I find myself in. Huh? I am walking and talking with some conviction. Okay. And that you can't buy that. You can't take a masterclass in that. You just got to walk that thing out. And God is walking with me each and every step of the way. He's walking with you. And when you allow shame to come in, spill lies, and to tell you certain things, it removes the very power that God is trying to deposit. And so, um, oh, then let me tell y'all, I got one of the biggest blessings. Not, I guess not the biggest, but it is big as far as like in a physical sense. I was like, okay, I got a little money, but I need a little more. So I was like, where is it going to come from? I got a part-time job doing some of the very work that I want to do. And so I worked at an advertising agency before. I've been working at advertising since I graduated from college. And I work with different clients to help them do campaigns to advertise their products or services. And I want to shift to a more marketing space and entertainment where I am curating cultural and social impact moments for audiences to impact um, for audience to engage with different brands, right? And so in that engaging, it could be a pop-up, it could be a conference, it could be a special release for a movie or different things like that. But I think that I want to be in a more experiential space where brands and audiences are actually coming together. And it's not just to add on your Hulu or whatever, but you are like actually submerged in the moment. And so when I went to the US Open, for example, the um, American Express had a little like special tennis thing while you were there. There was a special chase lounge that was dope. And that's what I want. It's like, you're already engaging with brands that you love, brands that you like. I want to work with marketing, first of all, to black, brown talent, um, and just helping you to really be like fully submerged into that world and in that space and for us to be at the benefit of the audience, but of course at the profit of the business child. So that is what I want to do. And I got a part-time job where I'm literally curating an event that's literally within that spirit in that space that I didn't have to apply for and that I'm getting paid for. Okay. And it was only God that sent this person to me. And now I'm able to, again, still create, still talk to you and also work towards my dreams. I don't have full experiential experience, right? I have marketing experience. I have brand experience. I have client work experience, but I don't have experience fully curating events. And I am planning an event in LA. Are y'all for real? Like that's God. 
I couldn't have even imagined that. And it's given me the experience that I need to be able to talk to when I'm speaking to the next person for my next opportunity. And so that um, creative ideas and revelations I'm able to see right now. And then just love and support from my community and feeling community. We're not meant to do this walk alone. And I really feel just a, a greater sense than I felt before of people surrounding me, loving me, holding me. And it feels so good. And I'm just so thankful. And so shame is used. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell you, I'm going to read this, especially like how I wrote it. Shame is used to tell you that there's a part of your story that God can't use as a part of your purpose. Shame is used to tell you that this area is going to be blotted out. This area is purposeless. This area is really not no point to it, but you just got to suffer through it so you can get to the good part. And that's not true. Our Bible, our word, God's word, his promise is that everything can be used for our good. That's everything. That's the parts that we like. That's the parts that we don't like. It's the parts that we understand. It's the parts that we don't understand. It's the parts that look good to everybody. It's the parts that don't look good to everybody. God can use everything. And I almost let shame tell me that I have to wait to be used, that I have to wait to see power, that I have to wait to feel good until the story is in, until it is good enough for me, until it's good enough for my LinkedIn post I want to make, until it's good enough for the Twitter um, post that I want to make, until it's good enough for the Instagram photo that I want to take on day one at my new job. But that's not what God's word, that's not what his promise tells me. And so I didn't record because I wanted to share with you what happened to me at the end. I wanted to share the good part. I wanted to share the new gig. I wanted to share, oh, I moved to LA or, oh, I got a new bag here in New York or, oh, look at this. Let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all, let me tell y'all my testimony, testimony, testimony. Like that's what I wanted, right? When and that was more so at the very beginning, but even in the past couple of weeks, that's what I wanted. And I wasn't telling people around me because of that reason. And I, I really was snuffing my power out. I was choking it and wondering why I didn't fully feel the power that God tells me I have access to. And it was because I was ignoring that there is power in this very moment. God is the God of the beginning, the middle, and the end. He is Alpha and Omega. And so if he is in the beginning, the middle, and the end, and there is power for me right here and right now, the good part is right here and right now. Do y'all know that I went to um, this event called CultureCon? So I went to that and it was networking. It was different creatives there. And so as we're talking, I ended up sharing with this person that I met that day that I had lost my job. And they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. Da, da, da. And I was like, no, like I'm feeling this. I'm feeling that. Like, yeah, I'm looking for a new job. If you know somebody, link me. But also these are these things and this is how I'm feeling. And I'm also able to create, like, I'm just, you know, sharing with them and stuff. And they told me one, that they were like, inspired by what I was saying in my story, but then two, that they're looking to go into a new space. They're looking to leave New York and they're scared and they're intimidated and they want everything panned out. And they were inspired by my faith in this unknown space. 
If I felt shame, now mind you, I didn't know this person before that day. If I felt shame in my story, if I felt shame and that I didn't have power in my pros because I didn't see the full power yet or because the power wasn't in a new title or a new gig, right? I wouldn't have shared with them. And that person, that might be the very thing that they need for their breakthrough. But because I was able to be present in my now, because I recognize that God is the God of now, my past and my future, I was able to give that person the key that they needed to unlock their next thing. And that's the T for all of us. That's true for all of us. When we stand in our authenticity, when we're able to be vulnerable, when we're able to say, no, this era of my story is the very thing I need to get to the next era that I'm praying about, that's when you'll see it. And that's when like, God will just do things that you couldn't even imagine, pray for, or expect in that space. The good part is now. And shame will try to tell you that that's not true. Shame will try to tell you that you have to wait on the next thing. Shame will try to tell you that God isn't good all the time. And that all the time, God is not good. That he's not good right here. He's not good right now. He can't turn this thing. So what does that say? And the danger in that, the big, big danger is that that belief, that idea sitting in that can snuff out your entire faith. It can take the very, that thing, it can take the last bit of faith that you have. And so I want to guard us against that today. Again, it's been two months for me and as time has gone by and I've been more accepting of this season and the unknown, I began to see just more unlock for me. And that more is going to lead me to my very next thing. I actually connected with this lady and it was because I told somebody that I was unemployed and it was like, oh girl, let me tell you, let me tell you what I can do. Let me see what I can do. Da, da, da. And I was able to connect with somebody that I would have never met and find favor with them again. And then I'm hoping lands into a new position, right? And even if it doesn't, I'm building confidence and being able to share my story, even when it's a story that isn't buttoned up with a bow and looks so appetizing, really. And I can still find goodness in it. For me, if it's not as savory to other people, if it's not as sexy, and that is the whole crux of our faith, right? That's the, that's Jesus's whole thing. Not on the cross, ain't nothing cute about it, but he did it because there, there's a goodness in it. There's something that can be savored. There's a flavor there that's richer than anything in this world. And it's the same for each of us in our lives. There are some things that ain't sexy, that ain't cute, that people are going to get, that they're going to judge, that they're going to try to push shame on you about. I talked about that a little bit in my last episode. Like I ran a half marathon and somebody's trying to talk about how I trade, babe, Please, I read, I did something I've never done before. You can't choke out this moment. You can't take this from me. And so the faith that I feel right now, that my next job, it's going to come from me sharing my story, from me owning my power, from me standing in my pros in a way that I've never done. And I'm going to be able to give the ultimate testimony to God because I know that he's in this. I know that I can create impact in this space and the impact that I'm creating, the lives that I'm able to touch, it can only happen in this moment. And how dope is that? That the next level of my character, the next level of my relationship with God is being formed, shaped, and solidified in this moment, in the right now. And it couldn't have happened any other way. And so I I just really... 
I really, really, really want to leave y'all with this. I'm changing as a woman, like right now. It's happening before y'all's very eyes, before my very eyes. And I can't wait to continue on this path. Um, but it's happening in this moment. That's that's the unlock. It's not the later thing. It's not that I have to crawl to the next. It's happening here right now. And shame will try to tell you that it, it you have to wait. It'll try to tell you that this is a wasted moment, that it is a opportunity that can't be blessed, that it is a space that God can't touch, that it is you you're deemed unclean, right? And that he can't wash you over. He can't make this new. It's beyond his scope of what he can do. And I want to remind you to guard yourself against shame. And again, I didn't even feel it at first. I thought it was natural. There are some things that we do that we naturally accept that don't make no sense. Do y'all know, like there are people that want to go to the gym, but they feel shame about their body. Cause they're like, obviously they have a goal, right? And so they want to get to their goal body and they don't want people to see them outside their goal body. So then they, they stop themselves from going to work for the very goal that they have because of shame. But that's acceptable. If you tweeted that right now, like, child, I want to go to the gym, but I want people looking at me. It will get so many likes, retweets, because we've normalized shame in our lives. And so I didn't even recognize it at first. I was like, well, yeah, I wouldn't want to share it on a podcast. Why would I? Oh, yeah, I want to wait until I get the new job. Why wouldn't I want to wait? Why wouldn't I want the story to be all the way good. Like, why wouldn't I want, right? And so I didn't even recognize it at first. And then there were just moments of blessings and things that have happened to me that I didn't share. And I was like, why am I not talking about this on the show? And I was like, oh yeah, because if I talk about that and I have to tell people I lost my job, I don't want to do that. So then it just kept on going. I'm I keep on and I just keep silencing myself more and more and more and more. And that is the complete opposite of the very posture that you want to have to get to your next. Remember that shame is a power surge. It will shut down your power each and every time. It will drain you until you feel that you have no power left. And you want to include God in that space. You could be there right now. Well, you feel like you have nothing. Everything that you had has been taken with your optimism, with the jobs that you feel. Child, you might be exactly where I'm at, child. It could be something else where you've forgiven that person. You've gone to them and you're like, I, I can't do this no more. Like I feel stupid for how much I have given of myself and I haven't seen a return. Invite God in that space, in the disappointment, in the shame, in the confusion, in what the heck is going on, and how is this going to pan out, in the worry with your last two dollars in your bank account, with the people where you did share, and they put their, they identified with your shame, and they made you feel even more shame. Invite God into that moment. He covers our nakedness. It, it feels vulnerable. It feels like I, I can't share another thing. Like I've done it. But I promise you, he meets you there. Sometimes you need a good cry. Sometimes you need a good release. And I don't like doing it, but I've done it and I've seen him work. God can remove the shame for you. He can remove the hurt for you. He can restore your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart to the place that he needs you to be where he knows you and him. Y'all know that you are good and you're walking on the very path that he's called you to. 
and that nothing on the outside, it don't matter what obstacle comes your way. It doesn't matter what's unseen, what you didn't see coming, tries to come at you. You will be good because you are covered by the very God who works in all things. And that promises that all things will work for your good. And so the power tool for today is to take your power back. Take your power back. I had to realize, and I'm going to link some sermons for y'all. There are two, uh, two or three. There's a couple. I've been watching a lot. But there are a few that really helped me to not feel shame or to recognize, one, that I was feeling shame. But then, two, to realize what that was doing to me. And then three, to get to this point where I'm like, nope, we were moving this right now. We're recording this episode. And so I'm going to link those. Please watch them. I hope that they bring some encouragement to you. I really feel like they will. And just take your power back. Show up. What does that look like? Is it telling a friend, right? The Bible tells us to confess our sins to each other. And so that's if that's the thing that you need to do, do that. Writing it out, just naming it, saying it out of your mouth where you're at and, and, and hearing it on your ear, right? You, there's power in that because you can say it. Sometimes we're worried about things because we are worried about what other people are going to say. We say it first, it's removed. It's done. It's over with. And so I I want us to take our power back. And that's going to look different for each of us because what shame and how it attaches itself to us, what shame we're feeling, it, it shows up differently. But either way, knowing how your power is being drained will help you be able to know how to take your power back. And so take your power back today. Don't delay on it. Move on it because shame, especially for black women, it is a unique power surge that is so normalized that it it really can take deep roots and things that take deep roots, it, it gets harder to get out of that. It gets harder to pull it out once you've allowed it to make home, to, 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 to get comfortable in your space, in your sphere. And so that's just something I want to leave y'all with. It is not too late to join the prayer calls. We are doing the October prayer call and devotional this week. And so if you have not tapped in, you can hit the link to be sure to do that. We just a little space of community where we come and we pray together and we'll be praying about shame this week. And so if you need an extra little power boost to help you get through the week, be sure that you join us via Zoom and be sure that you follow the show at Power and Pros Podcast on Instagram. If you're not already subscribed to the YouTube, be sure that you do that. Remember to profess your power. There's power in pros. And I'll see y'all on the next episode. Bye.